0: Eco Money on Money FM 89.3
1: from rubber gloves to face masks to test kits and even the vials for vaccines. There's no denying there was a significant increase in the amount of medical waste as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. And you just have to do a quick search online and you'll find a multitude of research papers that look at the impact of the pandemic on medical waste. But this poses a larger question, though, when we look at the healthcare industry. What is the environmental footprint of the healthcare industry, and what is the sector doing about it? Well, according to a study and a report released by Healthcare Without Harm and Independent Sustainability Consultancy, Arab, the healthcare industry is responsible for about 4.4% of global CO2 emissions. Now, that may not sound like a lot, but to put things in perspective, if it were a country, it would be the fifth largest emitter on the planet. According to this report, the top three emitters the United States, China, and collectively the countries of the European Union comprise more than half of the world's total healthcare climate footprint, with hospitals and healthcare facilities being major resources and energy consumers. The report highlights that global healthcare is a complex and diverse sector that has never been mapped to climate emissions before. And it adds the trajectory of healthcare emissions is not well understood. National and regional estimates are limited. The footprints of anesthetic gases and metered dose inhalers need to be measured, as well as healthcare supply chain, which needs to be better understood. To get a clearer understanding of the situation when we're talking about healthcare, I spoke with Simarna Singh, who is a Regional Sustainability Manager, Business Unit Healthcare for APAC at DKSH. It's a healthcare services and distribution company. I started off by asking her to set the scene and give us a better understanding of where the healthcare sector
2: is at the moment when it comes to sustainability. Um, you know, Before I dive into it, um, let me just take a minute to just briefly introduce the DKSH Healthcare Business Unit. Um, so we're actually the healthcare arm um, of DKSH, uh, which is a Swiss uh, publicly listed market expansion company. And we're a strategic healthcare solutions provider. So really in a nutshell, Rachel, um, we focus on distribution for pharmaceuticals, consumer health products, over-the-counter products, um, and medical devices, uh, predominantly in the Asia-Pacific. And so really, maybe I can, can touch back on your on your question on really how the healthcare sector is at the moment. Um, but before that, maybe I'll just quickly share with you what sustainability sure. means for DKSH. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, our, our, our purpose really is to enrich our patients' lives. And mm-hmm. I think this really encompasses all the five P's of sustainability um, listed on the Sustainable Development Goals footprint as well. Um, so people, planet, peace, partnerships, and prosperity. Right, and I think um, this really tallies in with what the healthcare sector is trying to do, um, specifically across the environment, economic, and social pillars. Um, to share some initiatives, really, um, it would be things like improving energy efficiency, adopting renewable energy resources, reducing waste. Um, all of this is being pursued, and not just in healthcare, of course, and in, in multiple other sectors. Um, in terms of the social pillar, I think what the healthcare sector is really trying to do is to achieve affordable and accessible healthcare. Um but this is also an economic challenge because you know maintaining quality especially during an aging population is is really really quite challenging. What
0: are some of the key challenges when it comes to sustainability for the healthcare sector?
2: I think I'll start off with, you know, the overall overall challenges. I mean, mm-hmm. we speak about the social pillar for ESG. I think uh, the first one would be speaking about really creating accessible healthcare for all. I mean, this is a challenge because you have to speak about resource allocation. You have to speak about how you're going to really sustain um, ensuring that it's affordable in the years to come. You know, can you really cater to a population for the country in terms of age groups, the different specialized diseases so that's from a social pillar. If I speak about the environmental pillar, I mean, mm-hmm. waste management, you know, especially during the pandemic, I mean, they're speaking about millions of test kits generating plastic and, you know, chemical waste as well, as well as usage of masks, um, vaccines. So, of course, it is, it is a challenge to strike the balance between sustainability and ensuring patient health and safety. Um, but with that said, there are also opportunities you know, that the healthcare sector has tapped on, um, whether that's in terms of LED lighting or solar energy. Um, so there are economic benefits um, that are also being brought into the businesses by sustainability.
0: Okay. And you, you mentioned some key things there. I think hygiene is one oh. of the key concerns, right, when it comes to sustainability in the healthcare sector.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. Hygiene is 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 imperative. And I think, like I said, you know, it's really important to strike that balance um, for our patients. Yeah. Okay. okay. It gives them that level of comfort, right? From that perspective, what are some of the ways
0: that the healthcare sector can overcome or is overcoming some of these sustainability challenges?
2: So I think maybe I'll speak about this from a um, DKS8 standpoint, where Mm. supply chain, you know, is something that we can make a full um, impact on, really. Um, So speak about supply chain, then, you know, it accounts to about 60% of emissions globally. Um, And for healthcare, that's about 70% of the emissions um, predominantly being attributable to scope three. So production, transport, disposal of goods and services, right? Um, And how this can really be overcome, maybe I'll share some examples of what we're doing with DKSH, specifically in terms of packaging. Um, So for example, we're actually exploring alternatives to single-use styrofoam and looking at more reusable um, packaging solutions. So for our cold chain shipments, more specifically vaccines, um, which are temperature controlled, you know, we have two solutions at the moment, Rachel, the B-Box and the Orca Box. Um, and this can typically be used for five years. So it minimizes the use of single use packaging and actually prevents wastage and focuses on quality control. Um, so that's that's the first uh, aspect that we're working on. Secondly, in the distribution center, we're also using the DPAC Um, which is an innovative packing machine. And it actually scans and identifies the maximum height um, that the products can fit in a box and then seals it directly to ensure that it's sealed properly. And um, from a sustainability standpoint, this actually eliminates the use of plastic fillers. Um, At the same time, obviously, within a transportation fleet, um, we can actually utilize the maximum amount of space. Then, um, yeah, yeah, in terms of renewable energy sources, um, you know, we're also incorporating solar energy within a lot of our distribution centers. And I think that's um, across a lot of the healthcare um, businesses as well, um, where we're looking at obviously Taiwan, where we've recently introduced a uh, new building with a solar rooftop and in Thailand with a solar cell system. And in terms of automation uh, within the distribution center, we're also piloting a paperless system Um, to make sure that we're reducing the amount of paper usage and printing within the distribution centre. So these are some of the initiatives that we've been, you know, piloting and working on.
0: That's interesting. And, you know, when you talk about supply chains, I mean, as you mentioned, they do account for a significant portion of global emissions. I think it's something like Mm -hmm. 60%, right? Mm -hmm. So what kind of reduction do these measures, what kind of dent do these measures do? What kind of decrease do we see when it comes to emissions as a result of the measures taken?
2: Hmm. So I think in terms of the measures, I mean, I think that's that's a good, really good question um, in general. But I think the bigger question really is um, how we're actually focusing on the initiatives that we're doing in terms of project management. How are we driving our sustainability initiatives? Do we have a proper governance strategy in place? Um, and I think that that is the main challenge that companies are facing today. Um, similarly, I think an important message to really convey um, is the importance of partnerships and collaborations. Um, and I think that's quite often forgotten in you know a lot, of, a lot of the panel discussions and a lot of what we speak about as well. Um, you know just one example, we're part of the UN Global Compact um, where we commit to the 10 principles across labor, human rights, anti-corruption, and the environment. And really through this program we have the opportunity to network with multiple members um, and that actually helps us to learn, seek knowledge, Um, And I think it's fair to say not everyone has all the answers today, Rachel. You know, if I speak about it from an industry perspective, right? And I think relying on one another will help us amplify the pace um, that we're moving in terms of our net zero targets. So that's that's really how I would answer your question.
0: DKSH, you've revised your sustainability strategy for the year and you've got a number of sustainability achievements that you hit in 2022. What do you think are going to be some of the key trends when it comes to sustainability in your industry in the year ahead?
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll share with you some of our our sustainability pillars um, mm-hmm. that we've actually encompassed. Um, so the first one being that we're enable our, enabling our people to flourish. Um, so these are really our global targets for diversity and belonging at DKSH. Um, so we're driving diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, the second aspect is making our value chains more sustainable, and I think I've touched a bit on that, um, you know, during our conversation, in terms of our coal chain, uh, packaging, as well as the DPACs. Um, Thirdly, would be becoming climate neutral by 2030. Um, so of course, we're heavily investing in automation um, across solar panels, paperless processing. We're also piloting an electric vehicle. So I think that's an area that. Um, the healthcare sector is also looking into Um, and I think last but not least is to make a positive local impact Um, so we've also got a patient support program which is a value-added service that we're offering in DKSH where we subsidize medication and treatment for our patients Mm. Um, and the impact that we've made is really phenomenal Um, we're speaking about 30,000 specialty care patients across eight markets Rachel um, and really, you know, we've been able to, to offer them a program like the Buy X Get Y Free, where they can really also get um, the first box of medication in the first month at, at a cost, and obviously moving forward at a subsidized or at a free um, value as well.
1: That was Samana Singh, Regional Sustainability Manager, Business Unit Healthcare for APAC at DKSH, discussing with me the sustainability of the healthcare sector. I'm Rachel Kelly and you've been listening to EcoMoney on Money FM 89.3.